Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money. And when it comes to retirement planning, we have to step back and make sure everything is working like a finely tooled machine. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Welcome in. This is Mark on Money with Mark Eels. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is, uh, well, he's a certified financial planner. He is a fiduciary independent, been doing that for 30 plus years. You'll find him today, EFS Wealth Management and EFS4U.com. That's EFS, the number for the letter U.com. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm great. How are you this morning? Very, very well, thanks. And, uh, and you know, you, I like this. Take a step back and, you know, get that 50,000-foot that view of things and, and, you know, figure out what we should do and, and maybe figure out a few things we shouldn't do. Right. And here's what's amazing to me. You know, I said, you know, you want to make sure that your plan is working like a finely tuned machine, you know, that all the parts, you know, are in good working order, uh, making sure that they're all working together. And, you know, the funny part is, you know how many people that I visit with that they don't even know if their plan is working. And you know what the reason for that is? What's that? Because they don't have a plan. Because there isn't a plan at all. No. All right. You know, they do not. I mean, how in the world do you think you are going to succeed if you do not have a plan? I mean, and remember on this show, you know, four-letter words – are bad, you know, I mean, of course, not the four-letter words that you're thinking of, but the four-letter words that I'm thinking of, which are hope, luck, you know, you know those types of things. Yes. You know, those don't exist uh, in, the, in this world. The one four-letter word that I like to use and, and should be in everybody's vocabulary, and they should use it a lot, is math, because your plan should include a lot of it. Because that's how you get a finely tuned machine to work very well. You know, only 25% of people have a written plan. You know, that's only, crazy. Only 25%? 
yeah, one wow. out of four people have a written plan where they can actually pull it out. Because I asked people, I said, where's your plan? They said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, what are you going to do three years from now, five years from now, right? So it's like a job interview. You know, well, what's your, you know, what's your goals? Where do you want to be five years from now, ten years from now? Um, well, retirement isn't any different. Or planning for retirement isn't any different. When do you want to retire? Well, I, you know, I'd like to retire. You know, again, another four-letter word. I'd like to. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, instead of I plan to, and this is my written plan showing the math of how I'm going to get to where I'm going to be. So, so some of the things that you definitely want to have is a written plan. If you don't have one. You know, that's what we do. Um, every single one of our clients has a written plan of some kind, um, you well, know, showing their income distribution plan, um, you know, having some tax analysis done. Um, maybe I shouldn't say every single client has it because some people, they say they don't want it. But I'd say the vast majority. Sure. So let's let's use that as, sure. you know. Well, I think just having a plan, Mark, gives us confidence, just knowing that, oh, okay, look, it, this is all on paper. This is the way it's going to go. And if it isn't going that way, then it's time to fix it. Right. And, and so it's nice to be able to either look back and say, well, you know, this is what we figured that we were planning on happening, and this is what we did to, to cause that to happen – you know, we did X, Y, and Z. How did X, Y, and Z work out? Did it equal A, B, and C? Or, you know, were we close to it? You know, otherwise you have no idea if you're on the right path to getting to where you want to be. And so some of the things that you want to do is you want to review the performance and management of all of your plan options. Um, consistent performance um, is what you're looking for. And you want to compare it to, you know, how is this doing? Is it doing as we expected it to do, or is it doing something different? Uh, and and why is it not doing what we wanted it to do if it isn't? Uh, and, you know, are there reasons? Was it not what we expected it uh, to do? Um, have there been changes? You know, so, so that's something that you want to look at. Um, you know, you want to adjust your risk tolerance, you know, to match your portfolio, uh, you know, and now is a pretty good time to look at, you know, how you feel about, you know, markets going up and down and sideways and, you know, volatility and, you know, how's your risk tolerance compared to what you've just experienced in the markets uh, and how are you feeling about that? Well, if, is there anything that you can do differently, or are you okay with where things are at? Well, again, those are the kinds of questions that we can pose to you, Mark, and, and help us get through that process as part of that planning process. Yeah, and, and so some of the conversations um, that I have with people is, is um, you know, I don't like the person that says, well, actually I do, but, but usually it doesn't end up well person that says, well, Mark, here's my, here's my million dollars, just invest it for me. You know, I, you know, I trust that you're going to do what's right um, and put it into the plan, you know, tell me what it is, but I'm not going to pay a whole lot of attention. And then something doesn't meet expectations a year or six months or two years down the road. And all of a sudden those people are like, well, I'm taking my money and I'm moving somewhere else because, 
you know, it's not doing what I wanted to do, you know, and it's like, well, there wasn't any discussion about the expectations or what the investments were going to be put into or what the strategy was going to be put into uh, and and basically no input from the individual. My preference is, and I've had this conversation many times before, is when we put together a plan, I I... I, I asked a person for this commitment. I said, "This." I said, "We are not a, a firm," and I, and and so this is something that's important. I think if this is what you're looking for, um, I think you know you need to talk to your advisor and say, "This is what my expectation is." Um, I I do this. Our firm does this. Our other advisors do this because we found that this is what works best and we end up with lifelong lifelong clients um, that never leave. And the process is, you know, say Bill and Patty, you know, here's here is the plan. This is the 20,000-foot overview. What do you think of it? Is it what you've expected? Because this is not something that is a cookie-cutter plan. It's not set in stone. These are the things that we can change. These are the variables that we can change. We can send you more income now, but that means that we're going to have less income later. So what does that mean? We can claim Social Security now or we can claim Social Security later. That's what this means. And here's the investment choices that we have for your short-term money, for your intermediate-term money, for your long-term money, for your slush fund money. These are the choices in the short-term monies, A, B, C, D. Let me explain A, let me explain B, let me explain C, let me explain D. They all have similar objectives and will accomplish, you know, the results in, a, in, in you know, maybe different ways. Um, which one do you like? Which one do we want to talk about more? And we go through that process. And the commitment I ask of them is I want to see you at least once every two weeks, if not once a week, until we finalize a plan that meets what you're comfortable with and what makes you feel like it's meeting your objectives with the investments that you feel comfortable with and understand. Because there's many different investments out there that you know will work in different scenarios. Um, and so we explain what the different investments are, what the different process is, um, and it takes time. It takes you time. Know? Sure, it does. So yeah. If, if and I'm so it's not down, a. If I'm sitting yeah. down with you, Mark, and uh, you know you're kind of explaining all of this, there could be a pretty lively discussion there because I know from my own standpoint, I want to know. Okay, well, this is a great investment. Why is it a great investment? Why do you recommend that? Right, and what are my other choices? Right, you of know? course. And so, without knowing what your other choices are, uh, it's like walking onto you know, a car dealership lot and, you know, there's eight different models or eight different types of vehicles, um, but you only look at two. You know, well, what about the other six? Why wouldn't you look at the other six? Because you might like one of them better than the other two, but the salesperson only shows you two out of the eight. I don't want to be that person. I want to say, here's the, here's the investment universe that we all live in and here are our investment choices, you know, from simplistic investment choices to more complicated investment choices, more moving parts. 
one not necessarily being better than the other one because it depends on the individual. And so we have an exp- we have a discussion about that. You know, and also what have they had experience with? You know, what have they invested with over their lifetimes? What are their biases? What have they heard? You know, and you know, talking about those types of things. My goal is not to make them, you know, an investment guru, but I want to at least give them the ability to understand what we look at in the investment universe and what is available to them to get some of their goals accomplished. Right. I, I like the way that sounds, Mark. And, and again, folks, if you want to sit down with Mark and have this conversation, uh, 712-224-4651, that's the number. You can also visit the website, EFS, the number four, the letter U.com, EFS for U.com. You can reach out to Mark right there uh, and, and send him an email, right? Yeah, if you go, yeah, you can send me an email from our website. Um, you can uh, watch the video, which describes time segmented distribution. It's it's probably the the one strategy that we employ the most often for people who are retiring, putting your money into different buckets with different investments, different strategies, different time frames to create an inflation adjusted income stream, and. So it's a great piece that explains that. And again, even in that, there are different ways to build it. You know, there's, there's, you know, lifetime income guaranteed products that you can use in that or none. Um, you know, there's individual investment strategies that can be used versus, you know, in, in all the different time segments. And so again, it's just simply about, uh, understanding and educating yourself a little bit and by putting that time and effort in up front it it ends up with a better relationship over the long term um, because people are you know in engaged in the investment decision making of where their money is getting invested because here's here's the funny thing um, and I've I've learned this over 30 plus years uh, and that's why I, I really don't make individual stock recommendations. I'll give you my opinion. But I can never be right if I tell you about an individual company that you either own or you're thinking about buying or you or you ask me, well, Mark, what should I invest my money into? I want to buy an individual company because it seems like everybody's making all kinds of money and stuff. And so here's what happens. I tell you to buy ABC stock or we talk about it and you and, – and, you put money into ABC stock. Well, if the stock goes up, guess what? It was your decision. You made a great choice, um, and you know you tell all your friends about this great company that you chose. If it loses money, you know it's, <laughs> it's something that you, that is my fault because I told you to put your money into it. Right? Wow! Yep. Wow! So and Mark- that's that's true. If you think about it, think about all the things that you've done in the past. That's that's how you frame things. Of course, it is because um, you don't want to blame yourself if you lose money. So it's easier to to put that onto somebody else, or at least mentally, that's what we all want to do, right? right. Right, exactly. So as we, uh, you know, before we run out of time, I want to talk about uh, or ask you a couple of questions about the the recession, inflation, um, you know, the definition of recession. It seems they're trying to reinvent that. Um, what, what's your take on all that? Um, my take is that we are in a recession. Okay, um, good. Already. Good yeah. Um, and 
And, you know, recessions aren't easily identifiable, um, but recessions are negative economic growth. You know, it's a slowing down of the economy. Uh, and you can have an, an economic recession without having a big increase in unemployment. And I think that's where they're saying, well, we can't have a recession because we have full employment, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that's actually not the case. I mean, a recession is two quarters in a row of negative uh, economic growth. In other words, the economy is is contracting. And one of the reasons why that's probably going to be that way, uh, I think, fairly largely in the quarter that we're currently in versus even the second quarter is because of excess inventory. So all these companies have, have basically said, um, you know, hey, you know, we're getting, you know, everybody's buying stuff. We got to order more stuff. We got to keep our shelves stocked. We got to make sure we have excess stuff. Plus, we don't want to be caught short in the supply chain. So if we can get stuff now, let's get it. And so in turn, all the factories then all cranked up um, production as well. Um, but here's what happens. These companies, and we just saw it today uh, or yesterday, um, Walmart came out and said, you know, hey, you know, we're going to mark down stuff because we've got, you know, consumers aren't buying stuff, so we're going to have to start marking down stuff. Target said they've got to start marking down stuff because they bought too much stuff and they need to clear out inventory. And that's... That's happening all over the place that these companies have got a lot of merchandise and inventory that uh, they paid a lot of money for of and, uh, because of inflation. And now they're going to have to mark it all down to get rid of it, and it's going to cost them money. Um, they're, they're, they're going to, you know, in addition to increased salaries and everything else. And so because of that, they're like, well, we're not going to hire any more people. We're going to not order as much stuff. In fact, we haven't seen it yet, but my guess is that, and I haven't talked to anybody yet uh, in the supply chain, but this happens. People don't understand that it, that it can happen, but people that have worked in the manufacturing know that just because there's an order that the company has placed doesn't mean they can't cancel that order. And right. so when you start seeing order cancellations, now you start seeing factories say, well, look, we were, you know, we were working 50, 60 hours a week, unlimited overtime, and now all of a sudden all these orders that we thought we were going to have now are gone. And so now no more overtime. We're cutting hours down to 30 hours a week, and we're laying people off. That can happen in a week or two um, that fast. Wow. And, and so, like you said, you're not seeing that at this point. Not seeing that at this point, but my guess is we will. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, good. I mean, I yep. keep my eye out for that. So, uh, you know, as, as again, by the time this, well, by the time we talk again next week, I mean, we will know what the third quarter ended up or second quarter ended up being. And, and uh, is the third quarter looking any better? I don't think so. No, I think the third quarter is not looking any better. I think it's, uh, I think people are, are saying, you know, look, we're, we're not going to spend as much on back to school. We're going to, you know, budget our money a little bit better. We're not going to be as crazy as what we were before. Um, you know, yeah, we had pandemic hangover, so we went out, we spent whatever we wanted to spend. That, that hangover now is done, I think. And now people have kind of snapped back to reality and said, you know, hey, wait a minute here. 
you know, costs have really gone up. You know, we've spent a lot of our excess money, and and we we can't continue to do that going forward. And now we're worried about home price declines. Um, you know, so now we're starting to talk about you know deflation. You know, right. because that's what happens. Yeah. Is is you know I think, um, you know, that can happen fairly quickly as that prices come back. I think that you know if there if there was not um, this overhang on energy prices uh, in the, in you know Europe in Ukraine because of the war, um, I think that um, we'd see a whole lot different picture on the inflation front because energy prices really bleed into everything. You know that's what Walmart said. He says you know diesel diesel costs is one of the reasons why they they you know, drop their forecast for the year. Well, everything in this country is transported. So, you know, diesel and fuel is a huge cost that bleeds through everything, you know, service, you know, everything, you know, Mm -hmm. your deliveries that you get, you know, your service person that shows up, the stuff that goes in the store, stuff that's delivered to factories, you know, everything is, is, you know, this country runs on diesel. Yes, it does. It does. You know, you were talking about the uh, hangover, right, from all of the spending with all of the stimulus. So do, do, are people now looking for essentially the hair of the dog? Are they looking for more stimulus? You know, I don't think so. I don't think anybody wants more money. Um, I, I really don't. I think they realize that it was a mistake to, to do what was done. Uh, I don't know if the government really, you know, agrees with that. Of course, it's kind of like the person who bought the stock. Right. You know, if yep. if you know something bad happens, well, it's not my fault; it's yours. If something good happens, well, then I made a good decision. So again, it's deflection. Um, but I do think that it was there was too much money that was inputted. Um, you know, which caused you know a lot of things. You know, of it, it caused. Did, yeah. um, you know, it caused you know the labor market to become too tight because people had too much money and too much stimulus and too much unemployment. And they waited longer and longer to come back into the labor force, which affected that, which infected, you know, there's a whole, there's just a whole bunch of policy, you know, mistakes and that type of thing. You know, I just read an article out of the bank of New Zealand saying that they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have given any stimulus at all. None. Um, you know, looking back, um, because of the pandemic, they should have just let it run its course and not done anything. Um, and you know, of course it's always easy to be the armchair quarterback exactly and look in the right. review mirror and say, yep. well, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't have gone for it on fourth down, you know, should have punted, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But again, but, that's, that's, you know, yeah, nobody, that's... nobody knows, nobody you know, knows. so exactly. it's just my opinion. Nobody knows what, what, you know, is going to be, but I do think that, you know, markets tend to bottom halfway through, you know, recessions. So if we're, you know, if we're a little over halfway through this recession, which I would guess that we are, you know, I would think that we probably have maybe another quarter. If if the second quarter is negative, you know, we might have one more quarter of negative GDP, you know, in the third quarter. Um, and then maybe, you know, fourth quarter, we're back. Uh, and next year, uh, forecast and everything else looks 
fairly good. But I, I think that the bond market is telling you, and so I always I always look at the bond market to tell me where's the economy heading, and the bond market is saying that rates have been going down. I mean, precipitously. I mean, the ten-year peaked at almost three and a half, and it's under three percent now. I mean, that's a pretty big drop in in rates in about a month's time. Yeah. The bond market is saying, "Look, Fed, you're wrong. We think you're wrong. Um, you need to stop doing what you're doing, and we're going to drive down rates." Remember, the bond market typically leads what the Fed does, and the bond market is saying to the Fed, "You're wrong." And I think that. Um, they could raise interest rates and they might say tomorrow we're done you know or you know what we might raise in september but we might not we're going to we're going to leave it up to what happens in the economy um and now we we just needed to normalize rates back to a normal level and now we're we're at the normal level now and we're going to wait and see maybe you know or they're going to say well we can't wait and see and they're just going to drive another quarter of negative GDP growth. Wow. I mean, again, it, it is all rather speculative as always. But, Mark, it's also reassuring to sit down with someone like you, you know, your independent fiduciary advisor who've lived through some of these ups and downs and, and whirlwinds that go on uh, to just get that insight. I think that gives us a lot of confidence, and, and certainly we appreciate what you're, what you're sharing. Right. So, so here's my advice is what you need to do is you need to have a written plan. That plan needs to include math. And you need to be able to understand what your options are. So plan, math, choice um, that fits you and what you need to get accomplished and your risk and your risk tolerance. Having somebody that will help you understand what that is, because it's kind of like the unicorn out there is, okay, well, what is my risk tolerance? Do you really know? It's kind of like, well, I don't know. You know, I feel this way, but, but you know, how can you really find out? And I think a good advisor will help you work through, you know, determining really what your risk tolerance is by spending some time uh, looking at past, looking at things that you've done in the past, how you've reacted, how you felt, because that's a good determination of risk tolerance. Investing, by the way, doesn't always equate to being comfortable. You know, I think if you're comfortable with your investments, you're probably not taking enough risk. But if you can't sleep at night, then you might be taking too much risk. But you should be a little bit uncomfortable, you know, with markets because, you know, it's just the nature of investing and understanding that and feeling that way is okay to be uncomfortable. But you shouldn't be crazy fearful. If you are, then, um, you know, it's like being on an airplane. Well, you've got to trust that the pilot is going to get you to the destination no matter if there's turbulence you know or whatever thunderstorms snowstorms um you know the engine quits starts on fire landing gear doesn't work but you're still going to arrive you're still going to be safe it may be a bumpy ride but you're still going to get to your destination sure well again that's what we need right and in this case our destination is retirement right and i will leave it at that and um you know thanks for listening everybody Again, Mark from Mark on Money. And hopefully you found this content today uh, valuable to you. Uh, and it, it gave you some wisdom and some insight.
Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651. Or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.